Hello and welcome to episode five of the Medical Receptionist Network podcast. My name is Siobhan Atkins. I'm your host for today. Our topic this day will be office conflict. And when I say office conflict, we're talking about inter-office with other, you know, coworkers, other staff members, other departments, and things like that, and how we can handle those and, you know, be as professional and as courteous and as respectful with others as possible, and just discuss certain things that may happen and ways that you can really handle that and, and move on from it. You can reach us and visit us at uh, medicalreceptionistnetwork.com. If you have any questions, concerns, or would like to be a guest on the show, please email info at medicalreceptionistnetwork.com. The Medical Receptionist Handbook to Success is also available on Amazon. You can also get there directly from our website or search Medical Receptionist, Net, uh, Medical Receptionist Handbook to Success right in your Amazon search tool. So, office conflict. First, the first thing you need to figure out when you are having a conflict or a misunderstanding with a coworker is what is the root cause? Because, you know, in a professional setting, you would hope that there aren't going to be too many disagreements and misunderstandings, but things happen a lot of times because someone assumes something about you or they they see something that you, you've done that they don't agree with or vice versa. And perhaps, you know, instead of addressing it, it's festered or, you know, there's um, gossip going on or there's things being said. So kind of to avoid that. I always say, you know, you have to discuss it at the level that you're able to discuss it, and then you need to come up with a resolution. Now, sometimes some of the conflict may require, you know, management or other, you know, human resource intervention. But how can we get, you know, how can we resolve these things before it gets to that point? Always, you know, instead of being on the defense and find, you know, and trying to protect yourself that way, look at the entire situation, figure out why did this start? Why did this happen? Um, you know, where, where did this stem from? So that you can focus on the actual problem as opposed to looking to attack someone else, because that's just going to add more fuel to the fire, create much more of a, a tense work environment, which no one wants to do that. You have to show up five, sometimes, you know, five or six days out of the week. You spend a ton of time there. Who wants to be in an an environment that is hostile and tense and, um, you know, where things are not being resolved? You need to be free to work with your patients in a positive mind frame and to be able to do your job successfully without having this type of worry, you know, on your back. So, the first thing I always say is to try to discuss the issue directly with that person. It's always a bad idea to tell five other people about what's going on, and then maybe the other person who's having the issue with you or, or vice versa is telling another five people what's going on. What does that do? That's like playing telephone. Everyone has their own version of the story. People are forming opinions. People are forming their own, you know, uh ways that this can be resolved, but they had most likely nothing to do 
with the original issue or conflict that started, right? So why add more and more people? You know, when you have a problem and you tell a ton of people that aren't able to help you with the resolution, who may or may not have your best interest at heart, who may or may not agree with you, who may or may not have anything beneficial to add to the to the situation or you know it's a waste of time it's a waste of time it's a waste of energy and now you're just going over and over and over this same thing again when you can just go to the source and discuss it professionally and you know uh, respectfully and instead of trying to be on the defense just try to focus on the solution even if the other person is saying well you 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 said this or you did this and you didn't handle that properly and I've seen you do that multiple times and then you can come back and instead of saying well that's not my fault you know instead of making it an argument make it a time to find a solution okay you know if you're wrong then you can simply say okay you know I understand I did make a mistake how you know how can we how can we resolve this do you have any information on that so that next time I'm making sure I'm giving the right information or, you know, I was informed of one process, it changed. I Maybe I was out that day, I didn't realize that. So, you know, can we work on, you know, are you able to show me or can you provide me um, some information or let me go back in my notes, let me go back in my emails, let me, you know, find the way to deal with that. Now, if it's just something that has to do with personalities and someone's attitude and things like that, the best you can do is be honest and say, you know what? The way you spoke to me in front of the doctor was uncalled for. I really think that there's a better way, you know, to to speak to me, you know, to say things to me. I would never, you know, I, I would prefer if it went like this and give an example of how, you know, it would have been a more professional way of handling something as opposed to saying, you know, you know, you don't know how to talk to people, you know, because some people... I've heard people say that. Well, you don't know how to talk to people. Well, obviously, they're doing something right. They're still working with you. They're, you know, they, they're communicating with people on a daily basis. So perhaps they don't see things the way others around them see it. So sometimes explaining that and trying to, you know, bring a, let's see, a, a more, um, not only professional, but, you know, respectful aspect to that and, and providing options of things that how they could have said it or, you know, if it was you, you know, say, you know what, if that was me, I would have waited until, you know, we, we were in private and you could have uh, alerted me to what I said wrong or what I may have done incorrectly or, you know, me spending too much time on one uh, project rather than, you know, helping the front desk, whatever the case may be, there are always ways to resolve it, you know, with the person directly. Now, if someone, you know, if the person that you're working with is not interested in that and they're being, you know, so combative that you all cannot come to a common place, you know, you can agree to disagree even at work. It's okay, you know, if you if you all don't agree, but you can also agree to, to drop it and, and start kind of fresh and, you know, you know, it was a misunderstanding. I don't want this type of environment to work in. I, you know, I'm hoping that you know, tomorrow I'm glad we talked about this. I understand your side of things and I will take that into consideration. I hope you understand my side of things. Let's move on and, you know, have a good day. Because if we are always on, when we're always on the defense, you're just allowing the space 
for more negativity. You're allowing the space for more things to be brought up, things that, you know, didn't even have to do with the original conflict. You know, well, you know, eight, you know, three months ago, I saw you, um, you know, collect the wrong deductible amount or copay and you didn't fix it. You know, things like, like, there's no reason to bring up things that are not relevant to the situation that you're dealing with right now. And, you know, if the other person is not willing to, to participate in that, in a, in a manner where you can find a solution and still go back to work the next day and feel good about what you're doing and feel good about your relationship with your coworkers, then yes, you may have to speak with HR or have management representation there during the initial conversation. Sometimes, you know, you may have something going on where no one takes the steps to deal with it um, directly with, you know, whoever, and then it, it, it blows out of proportion and then maybe a manager will bring you and the other person into a room to have this conversation. That's okay too, because now there's someone there to support to support to support the solution. But even when you're in that situation, again, do not feel like you have to only defend yourself. Make sure you're listening. Listen to what the other person has to say. Listen to what their version or their view of the issue actually is. And instead of, you know, finding fault, find a solution. How can we solve this? How can this never happen again? What do I need to do? Worry about you. How can I be better at what I do so I don't have to deal with this anymore? And that has to be your thought process. Because if you're if you continue to be on the defense, if you continue to be um, and, and when I say on the defense, I'm not saying don't stand up for yourself. You know, if you if you did something right and someone still had a problem with it or, you know, some people just have that in their nature to to bicker or to to find ways to make other people's lives miserable. You know, hopefully that's not the case. But every now and again, there are you know individuals who unfortunately work with us that do not have our best interests at heart. They only care about themselves and they're not worried about the patients. They're not worried about the feel of the office and, you know, how they can make things better. They're, they're not focused on that. So you have to be the one, be, I'm not even going to say the bigger person, just be the person that you are in a professional setting and go about handling any conflicts, you know, in the best possible way. Don't, you know, and what I have here, don't add fuel to the fire, extinguish it. And that should always be the goal to extinguish it. You don't want to deal with this issue for weeks to come. I'm pretty sure that no one else in your office wants to hear about it or deal with it for weeks to come. You know, you have to cut it off, deal with it, find find a resolution or a solution and move on. And it's easy to move on. The best way to move on is when you, you know, stop talking about it. Even if someone else comes and says, oh, what happened with your conversation? Oh, I saw you went into, you know, the manager's office. What happened with that? You know, it was a private meeting. I appreciate you asking. Everything is fine. You don't have to share just because someone asked. It's not anyone's business. And if they weren't in the room or if they weren't involved, you don't have to share that with them because that's just, at, you know, you don't know what they're going to do with that information. And it's a better way to kind of protect yourself, protect your job, even protecting the other person that you had a conflict with because you don't know what issues someone has with other people and what their intentions may be. And I hate to think like that all the time, but when you do think like that, you reduce the amount of additional drama 
or conflict or issues that you're going to bring on yourself while you're in this environment. Um, at work, you know, in your office, in your medical office, in your hospital, wherever, wherever you work. Now, say you have certain issues that come about with your management or uh, your providers. Obviously, I think it's a great idea to deal with those the same way. But at the same time, you have to make sure that your ducks are in a row. Make sure that you did everything you needed to do. And if you didn't, you should be asking for assistance before they're coming to you and telling you how you know that you've made this mistake. If someone already brought it to your attention or you caught it, you should say, look, you know what? I, I was done with a patient the other day. I gave them some in incorrect information. You know, Susan let me know. I, you know, I, I was able to rectify it with the patient, but now I'm coming to you because I don't feel like I was properly trained in that area. Or I don't feel like um, you know, this is something that I'm equipped to, to provide to the patient. So can you, you know, can you provide me? Because when you go to them looking for a solution, they know that now you recognize whatever the problem was. Now, if the, the problem is doesn't have to do with your the care and the, the customer service that you're applying, you know, to your patients, and it has to actually do with some personality conflict or certain, you know, concerns of that nature, then you still have to sit and have that conversation with them in the best manner that you can when you're speaking with upper level management or your physician or nurse practitioner or medical assistants, whatever you may have, you know, whoever you may be having a, an issue with, if it's something where you feel you should have an HR representative there, I would always recommend you do that. Even if it's for a conversation, you know, and uh, at the same time, if you're summoned or, you know, requested to come in on a meeting about something that you know has to do with the person that you're meeting with and there's no third party there and you would feel more comfortable with that, always feel free to request that. Um, it may or may not happen. You know, maybe there can just be someone, maybe you just want someone else in the room because you don't, you know, your, your trust level for this person is not, um, you, you know, you don't think it's going to be in, in your best interest to have the conversation alone. So that happens as well. You know, we would hope most of the time your management is going to be very supportive of you. They're going to be looking out for your best interest. They're going to provide you the resources, any tools you need, and um, a reasonable uh, solution to any conflicts. If they're wrong, we would hope that they're going to say, you know, I was wrong in how I handled that. I was under a lot of pressure at that moment, but I apologize. You know, let's move on and, you know, it's not going to happen again. It's okay for someone to apologize. It's okay for you to apologize. If it's your fault, take responsibility, apologize, and put it to bed. That's it. You know, we don't have to go into an uproar over things that are only for that moment. You know, things happen in the moment, let them happen in that moment. And kind of sometimes they have to stay there. You know, when you're working in a medical office, you're dealing with patients, you're dealing with all your clinical staff, you're dealing with people coming in and out, you're dealing with phone calls. So there's going to be a lot of time where you need to be very present, very on point, very um, sharp in your decision making. And sometimes, you know, we make mistakes. And at the same time, you have the interpersonal aspect where you're working as a team with your uh, front desk mates and your other colleagues to make sure patients are being, uh, you know, put into rooms, making sure that their paperwork is up to par. And, you know, there are overlapping areas to where these conflicts may happen. Maybe someone thinks you're working too slowly. Maybe someone thinks you're working too fast and you're making a lot of mistakes. But 
or maybe you think that of someone else. So think of ways how to resolve that. You know, how if, if you're the one who people are having an issue with, yes, take a look at what you're doing before you jump back and, you know, and just automatically defend yourself. Look at what you're doing and say, okay, am I doing this to the best of my ability? Am I doing this correctly? Am I following procedure? And if all the answers to that are yes, then you can go into the conversation with this person and say, look, I'm following all the policies, procedures. I'm, you know, interacting with the patients in a manner that is, um, you know, very, um, you know, excellent. And I'm, I'm providing, you know, the best care that I can and the best service that I can. Now, if you're not, then you have to be the one to say, you know what, I understand where you're coming from. I understand what where I'm falling short here. I'm going to work on that. Conversations like that help end conflicts. If you take other approaches, you may draw the conflict way out of proportion. It may last a lot longer than you wanted it to, and it's going to make you miserable. Then it becomes something that you have to think about outside of work. Then it becomes something that other people um, at your office have to think about and have to deal with because it's never getting resolved. Everyone in the office knows about it. There's been, you know, talking, you know, behind each other and things like that. And you just, in order to, to reduce that, sometimes we have to listen, you know, take in what, what we need to take in. Sometimes we're wrong. Sometimes we're not. However, it's up to you on how you respond in any conflict situation in a medical office, in any healthcare setting, it's the same as anywhere else. You have to be very open to different sorts of re resolution and you have to be open to the possibility that you are in the wrong, but you also have to be in the possibility that, you know, in, in the mind frame that someone else may be wrong. But so what? If they're wrong, hopefully they will also admit apologize if it's required, you know, it may not be something worth apologizing for. It may just be something that they need to correct and you're bringing it to their attention. But um, if you keep it close and keep it to the people who are actually involved or to the person who's actually involved and resolve it in that professional manner, it will be beneficial to you, beneficial to your team, beneficial to your office as a whole, because there's not that looming tension, um, you know, and, and people are still communicating with each other regarding patient care and they're not, you know, trying to avoid each other. You know, you can't work as a team when you're trying to avoid the people in your office that you don't like or that you don't get along with. That's not how a successful businesses can work. You know, that's not how a successful team can be effective. That's not how you can provide the best patient experience. So you have to think about those things. And this is your job. You know, this is your livelihood. This is how you pay your bills. This is how you take care of your family. And you have to, you know, always be, always, you know, I hate to keep saying being professional, but just being mature about handling these, you know, certain situations because we come, we deal with things all the time in or outside of work situations where, you know, if we answer someone too quickly, we can say something that will make it 10 times worse than what it is. And, you know, if someone is being rude to you, instead of always thinking about your response while they're speaking, just listen to them. Because when we start to think about our response before 
someone's done making their point, we're already getting ourselves upset. We're already thinking about how am I going to defend myself? You know, how dare this person? But we cannot allow those things to take over how we operate on a daily basis. You can't let, you know, the negative influence be the be, be what is going to um, determine how the rest of your day goes, you know, and having that ability and being so strong to where something can happen at 12 o'clock and by 1215, it's overdone and you're feeling just the way you did when you walked in at eight o'clock that morning. It's really, it's a skill, but also it's a very valuable skill because you can deal with something, move on from it, bounce back and not let it become, you know, a huge dark cloud that sits over your office the entire day. So that's what I have to say about conflict. You know, find out the root cause, discuss it, come up with a plan, drop it if it's done and over with and it was just a one-time scenario that may never come up again or if you and the person were able to have a, a great discussion and, and, you know, kind of figure things out between yourselves. Once that's done, you drop it. Don't discuss it with others in the office that had nothing to do with it. Do not involve people who do not need to be involved. Never add fuel to the fire. Extinguish it. When you're discussing a problem or a conflict, stick to that issue. And stick to facts. Do not bring assumptions into your uh, conflict resolution conversations. You know, don't don't bring in assumptions. Have facts. You're in a healthcare setting. Everything should be pretty much factual because it's either going to be there's some record of it. There were other people around. There are going to be notes and things, you know, just depending on what this issue had to do with. Um, there should always, you know, stick to the facts and, and don't make things up and don't try to make yourself look better and make the other person look like a horrible person. Just deal with the issue at hand. And if it's your fault, you accept responsibility and you move on. And that's that's it. And I think those are practical tools for us to have in life and in our, our work settings. And I think sometimes, you know, if you have to take a deep breath, wait 10 seconds before you respond to someone, that will also help reduce the amount of conflicts you have because you're going to have a little bit of a, a clearer head. You're going to take a little bit of time and, and think about how you're responding to the situation as opposed to just reacting out of your, your emotion at that very moment. So always give yourself time. Give yourself the benefit of the doubt. Know that you're, you're there to perform a job. You have the skills and ability or you would not be there. And always have that confidence in yourself to know that I can deal with this. You know, Don't allow other people to break you down. You can stand up for yourself without being defensive, and you can prove points without being um, aggressive towards other people. So always keep that in mind. Again, thank you for listening to the Medical Receptionist Network podcast. This is episode five. I'm Siobhan Atkins. Please reach out to me at info at medicalreceptionistnetwork.com. If you did not grab your handbook, you can also find that at medicalreceptionistnetwork.com or on amazon.com. Thank you again. Have a wonderful week.